0: The word busy is never far away from any fair assessment of the festive period. But this year, and for Jersey's emergency services, it's a word which doesn't even begin to tell the real story. Investigations are now underway into the island's twin tragedies, one in St Wands Bay and one on Pier Road, which together claimed 13 lives. The sinking of the Lekoum 2 trawler came first, followed just a few days later by the major explosion at eau Some basic details of both have so far emerged, but there's clearly much more to come. Each one of those was a major incident for the island's emergency services, but putting them both together just a few days apart has stretched the island's resources to the limit. So how did they cope, and what do the coming months hold for them? On this Bailiwick News pod with me, Rod McLaughlin, I put the questions to Police Chief Robin Smith.
1: was a remarkable couple of days wasn't it and in fact it's been a remarkable three weeks and it's it's just worth pausing isn't it not for a few seconds just to think it is just over three weeks a lot has happened a lot has been achieved but there's also been a huge impact on uh, the island to the people in the island and of course those families that have been so hugely affected what I have been really struck by uh, before I talk about how we've responded is is how the community has come together I described it as the Jersey community spirit. And um, just as I was walking down here uh, uh, to come and see you, I, I looked at my watch and realised actually tomorrow is my third anniversary as being the chief here, which has been an enormous honour. But it's three years that have gone in a flash. Uh, I can hardly believe it has been three years. And I'd only been here a few weeks uh, before um, somebody started talking about something called COVID. Uh, and then we spent the next sort of year and a half or so Uh, policing the pandemic as I described so it's been a a very interesting uh, and quite challenging three years Uh, but nothing quite like uh, what happened on the 8th and the 10th because as you quite rightly have um, have said not only do we have one tragedy uh, quickly followed by another probably unprecedented in in modern history or recent history or recent memory is probably a better description two tragedies um uh, 13 deaths know huge impact but I have been really struck by the reaction from our community the support that we've had not just not just the police service but across the board uh, in responding to it do you know um I, I remember really well um the morning of the 10th because unusually I was awake and uh I uh I heard a siren I didn't hear an explosion but I, I live in St Helia and I heard I heard a siren. That's not unusual necessarily, around 4am in the morning. And then, and then I heard another one very quickly after and I thought, that's unusual. Uh, and I, uh, I snatched my laptop, opened it up, looked at our command and control uh, system and in bright red, and I can still see it now, it said explosion. And I think 20 minutes later I was in the office, uh, joined by a number of other officers who had assembled very quickly. Uh, and then we started. Started to uh, organize the joint response um, over, particularly over that next sort of 12 hours, um, uh, 18 hours probably, um, chairing what we call the Strategic Coordinating Group, which is a well rehearsed process uh, involving all agencies, uh, numerous government agencies, uh, as well as the emergency services, as well as Andy Homes and the like, to. To deliver the island effort to do what we can do, all we can do for those poor victims that have perished in the explosion.
0: And can you describe the immediate response of the of the police to that um, that larger tragedy?
1: I recall uh, uh, when I saw the teams that were on uh, that night, I visited them on as they started their night shift on the Saturday night. To first of all speak to them, see how they were, and um, and thank them for their response. I spoke to one officer who had been in the police car towards the back, towards the fort, and he said the power of the explosion was such that it moved the police car five metres down the road. And he said to me he thought he'd been rear-ended, a car had crashed into the back of him. And then he said the second thought he had was he thought he'd fallen asleep at the wheel. Um, Such was the, uh, the force of the explosion. And then, of course, he deployed to the scene. So a number of police officers deployed to the scene, as did fire an ambulance very very quickly as as, as you may have seen um, you know we have a benefit uh, being in a on a on a small island where our speed of response can be very quick and uh, I'm delighted with the response that that was had and of course then the response that comes after that which includes you know how we were able to take people who had been in the nearby properties to uh, the town hall etc provide the support that we could do, supported by the parish etc. Also supported by honorary police officers who also deployed and have deployed really ever since, particularly on our cordons, something we just simply could not have done on our own. And then Antium Homes, rehousing all of those uh, in really relatively, well very quick time I would say. I've met a number of the families, it was an honour to do so, those that have been displaced of course. And I've also met uh, the families, the bereaving families as well, and um, as determined as we are to you know find out what happened uh, on the on the tenth. I'm also, as you can imagine, really mindful that there was also the tragedy on the eighth, and state Jersey police have now undertaken the uh, investigation into those events. On the, uh, on the 8th uh, to establish um, the circumstances which led to um, the maritime incident as well.
0: Can you tell us about the impact of these investigations on the work of the state's police as a whole? These have involved a considerable number of officers and assistants from the UK. What, how has that affected the policing of the island on a day-to-day basis?
1: Well as, as, you, as you know We are a very small jurisdiction. We've got just over 200 uh, police officers supported as we need with around about 125, 130 police staff. We couldn't do the job without them. So we are a small jurisdiction. And I have said uh, elsewhere that a jurisdiction 10 times our size, this would be a challenge, uh, particularly the explosion at Pier Road. Maybe slightly playfully, I've said, but we, we pack our weight 10 times as well. We have got officers that have been trained in this. We practice it, but it's not just the police service. We practice with the fire service, the ambulance service, Government of Jersey, and indeed other partners as well. And uh, we had a major incident at the the airport, you know, uh, uh, pre-planned to practice these things. You know, we have a plan. We have a major incident plan. Uh, Our job, my job, is to make sure we set the strategy, provide the resources, deliver the plan. Now, some of your listeners might say that that's quite simplistic. Well, I, I, I know from experience that everybody will make it more complicated. It doesn't need to be. And uh, so we adopt the plan, we deliver the effect, uh, and I have been impressed ever since uh, with what I saw. But it does have a, uh, an impact on, on our um, ability to provide day-to-day policing. But I should point out that I am absolutely confident, supremely confident, that we are always able to keep Islanders safe. But it is about building up capability and capacity. And we've already had enormous help and support from the UK, UK forces, uh, as indeed we did with fire and ambulance as well, particularly in the first um, uh, week, 10 days uh, of the incident. Uh, National Crime Agency, as well as a number of other police forces in the UK, providing us with experts Uh, and helping us build that capability and the capacity, as I've already mentioned. Officers, uniformed officers, have been on 12-hour shifts uh, since around the 10th and 11th, and that will continue until midway through this month, and that helps us build that capacity. But of course, you can't do that forever, because officers will get tired, and we need to be mindful of that too. But I'm enormously grateful to them, as indeed I am with all the emergency services and everyone else, with the way people stepped up. I've described it before as the Jersey community spirit. And uh, I have frankly lost count the amount of times when officers have been on cordons and members of the public, as well as, you know, various companies have, have arrived with food and stuff like that. Uh, it really does show that we, we do live in a truly wonderful community uh, that genuinely cares. And I thought, um, you know, the, the Dean at the Service of Commemoration a few days later, he, he struck the right mood in the island, I thought. And I was also struck by um, a number of the comments made, particularly by the Lieutenant Governor, who really did focus on community and talked about its dedication and passion and its generosity as well. That makes this job easier. certainly makes it easier for those officers who have been on cordons over what was a really awful weather uh, following the 10th. So um, that keeps us going. Um, and we we will keep going. And as I said again, I I have nothing but admiration and I'm so proud to be the police chief uh, for what has been achieved so far.
0: The Audemont incident particularly has been a deeply distressing incident affecting a, a comparatively for Jersey a large number of, of people um, and your officers have obviously played a, a key role in terms of the family liaison. What do you need to do within the police service to ensure that something which is so psychologically traumatic um, it, it doesn't have an adverse effect on the on the running of the police service?
1: It's of course not just the police service it's it's uh every emergency service and indeed others that that respond you may have heard me say before that you know we are no different really we are citizens in uniform our staff can be traumatized by things that they see and do particularly in the emergency services because we have to do those sorts of things but of course to equip them we provide additional training they get given the right leadership and and supervision but we also have something called the trim process various organizations use different things but this is a really uh, an opportunity for us to speak to our officers either as a group or on an individual basis particularly after traumatic events and it, it may not just be a major incident like the ones we've been dealing with you know it could be following dealing with a you know significant car crash or something like that you know 30 years ago plus when I joined it was you you know the sergeant said to you are you okay and you said yes sergeant that was it even if you weren't I think all organizations are infinitely more sophisticated than that now the government has set up uh, a welfare cell as we described it that was set up as part of the strategic coordinating group within a day or two uh, of of that particular incident where we look and care our our staff uh, look after the care of our staff uh, and and that is still the case for states jersey police so i'm grateful for you asking that question because part of our over one of our overall strategic aims is the welfare of our staff not just today but but tomorrow, next year and the year after.
0: I mean, Clearly at this stage it's not appropriate to ask you about the detail of the investigations which the police are carrying out, but I suppose one of the unusual features of the Eau Dumont tragedy is that the fire service uh, turn up not only as, as assistors, as emergency service response teams, but also as, as actors in the sequence of events which led up to the tragedy. Um, how are you able to reassure islanders that the state's police investigating the state's fire service um, will lead to an entirely independent um, investigation uh, which is transparent and in which people can have confidence.
1: After me, um, the person I know who would want to have that transparency is the uh, Chief Fire Officer. Uh, and you will have heard him say that a number of times soon after the tragedy. I I recall being asked this question a number of times, and if if I'm honest, I was a bit bemused by the question because independence has never really been an issue, certainly not through my career, because I am ferociously independent. Um, Police officers are Crown appointments. Um, We're not government appointments, Um, and therefore that allows us to have uh, complete independence. I... I am only interested in the facts. Facts are sacred. My officers will find out exactly what happened. We feel as though we're already making quite significant progress, and you will have seen um, in the last couple of days uh, you know given that if you if we think we're only just over three weeks down the line, and what's been achieved in those three weeks is I have to say remarkable. you know the fact that in in a very short order um, we were able to recover those victims, as sad as that was. Throughout all of this, I've thought of their families, that that we could get them back for them, done in such a delicate, caring and sensitive way, and then do the identification process, which is so vitally important, particularly for the families. And so therefore they can go through that important grieving process supported by us and the family liaison officers. In terms of the investigation, uh, as I've said before, I will will get to the bottom of what happened. I'm very confident of that. Um, And of course... People will speculate because that's only normal human activity. States of Jersey's police don't speculate; they they gather the evidence. They will provide that evidence in the form of a file at the appropriate time uh, to the Law Officers Department, and then a the determination will be done about you know what are the outcome of that is. Um, but the current hypothesis, as police officers tend to say, is it's most likely a fire, uh, most likely a uh, gas explosion. That seems be very sensible. But as I've said repeatedly, and I'll say again, um, we rule nothing in and we rule nothing out. And if uh, Detective Superintendent Alison Fossey was here now, she would be as ferocious as I am. We will establish what's happened. But we are closer to the start than the end. And I've been very keen throughout the uh, start of the investigation to manage people's expectations. You know, there could be the argument as you can do it quickly and badly or you can do it at the appropriate time and well. Uh, And we will do the latter, not the former.
0: Police Chief Robin Smith speaking to me, Rod McLaughlin. Stay right up to date with the investigations into both these incidents on Bailiwick Express and our sister publication, The JP, either on the websites, in the paper, or on our weekly news pods. If you can spare a moment to like and share this pod, maybe give it a quick review, that would be immensely helpful. But for now, from the team at Bailiwick Express, thanks for listening, more next week.